When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to Ladies Who London podcast. I'm Emily Dell. And I'm Alex Lacey, and we're qualified London Blue Badge tourist guides. Each week, we bring to you some of the best bits of London. We talk about our favourite people, places, and events with a bit of information, a lot of laughs, and a whole lot of fun. We can be found on Instagram at Ladies Who London podcast and on our websites, guideemily.com and alexlacy.com for information about our upcoming virtual tours as well as what the blue badge guiding qualification is all about hello oi oi how you doing <laughs> good how are you god's really chilly isn't it it is really really bitter it's awful well i say it's awful it's nice to look out the window it looks pretty pretty like but to so. actually be out there is just not nice <laughs> you braved it today didn't you nearly, nearly lost a finger or two i did god yeah i did a little <laughs> bit of a live recording on instagram and um i felt like i had frostbite it was awful you won't be doing that again until the summer will you <laughs> no god no yeah, yeah not nice but how's your week been is it been okay yeah, I mean, same old, same old. Um, chugging along. Uh, I don't think I have any news. Oh, no, I do have news. <laughs> I do have news. I have news. My virtual tour series is now live. Oh, my God. <laughs> Finally. Yay. Um, so uh, I've tallied, tallied, that's not a word, is it? Tallied up all the votes um, for all the different options. And we have come out with Pub Crawl. Virtual pub crawl, which is happening this Sunday at 8 p.m. Then the following week, we are doing the East End, which is all about immigration and um, just really cool area that I absolutely love. After that, we're going St. James, darling. We're going uh, going posh, we're going privilege and pearls and all that sort of lovely stuff. Mm. And then um, the last one that was very, very close, but the one that just squeaked in was Greenwich. So we're talking about where time begins. We're talking about pirates and buccaneers and, and all sorts of things um, in Greenwich. So those are the four options. They'll be every Sunday for the next four weeks. Uh, so starting on the 14th of February and carrying on for four weeks. Um, and they are £10 per person per tour or, and here we go, big plug here we, go. here we go if you want to do all four there's a massive 25 percent reduction it uh-huh. is only 30 pounds 30 person. pounds for four virtual tours absolute and, bargain. and oh i'm not finished i'm not finished and you also then get to watch them back as well so Amazing. you get uh, then access to a group where they're posted and you can watch them for up to a month so there we go so that's the plans for the next month of virtual tours hurrah hurrah Hurrah, hurrah, the fabulous four. Very yeah. nice, my darling, very nice. Yeah, so that's, that's basically all my news. <laughs> Nothing else. Well, I mean, that's more news than I've got, to be honest. Um, I treated myself and had McDonald's yesterday. 
<laughs> which I know is just so <laughs> naughty. Um, but I had to try those katsu curry nuggets. I kept seeing them pop up. Oh, your face, honestly, you're like, <laughs> why am I even doing this podcast with you? Get off. I haven't been to McDonald's in like 25 years or something. And that's really good I, because there's McDonald's just around never the appeals. Yeah, there is, isn't there? No, it never appeals. Um, so yay for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Everyone. Did you come down to my one? Did you? <laughs> no. No, no. No, we went to a different one. Went to one in Bow. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, yeah it's very exciting. That was a massive day out. <laughs> Well, listen, thank you everybody for coming back and listening again. We hope that you are well. We hope that you are surviving the lockdown and enjoying the snow if you're in the UK and if you're anywhere else, we hope you're loving whatever you're up to. Um, it's as simple as that. There we go. So there this we go. week now, um, oh, before we start this week, we need to, now for those who um, don't listen, because I, I started doing this because I realised that we are getting a few new listeners. Oh, we do have news as well. We have oh, we news, do. We? we do. How can we forget this? Yes. Come on then, you can deliver the news. We have reached 5,000 downloads. Yes. Yay. Which, I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? So good. 20 so episodes good. ago that we would um, we'd be at 5,000 downloads. So that's I know, really just 20 thrilled. episodes in. That is, yeah, yeah I'm pleased so Thank you, everybody. That. Thank you. We're proper made up. <laughs> um, so yeah let's get on with it so those who are new to the podcast welcome thanks for coming along and uh, we at the end of every week when we've told whatever story we're telling Emily and I both select uh, something that we think is the crux of the story or a very important part of it which we call our podcast pedestal and last week we were talking about the Sutton Who uh, discovery because <laughs> the, um, uh, the dig came out and so we watched that and um, I quite enjoyed it and Emily enjoyed it slightly less. And <laughs> <laughs> Just slightly. I think it was Just a half a point less. Half a point. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we decided that we were going to pick uh, the two different toppers for the podcast pedestal, which were... Basil Brown. Basil Brown? <laughs> He's like an announcer on, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> come dine with me or something. Basil Brown. <laughs> the Rivet. The, the river, the first which river. Which was the second, which was my option. That was your so option. you went with Basil Brown and yep. I went with the first rivet. <laughs> That's rivet to be found. Basil Brown was the chap who was instrumental in unearthing everything, in um, archivating, no, excavating. <laughs> Archaeologising uh, the site. So there we go. How do you think you've done this week? What's, what's, the, um, what's the running total? Well, the running total at the moment is nine seven to you. And oh, is it? Yeah, yes, it is. You know fully well that it is, Alex. <laughs> um, and I was sitting with my boyfriend who was about to vote. And he said, look, Emily, I am going to vote for you. But a rivet, really? I need to think about this more. <laughs> so he voted for me. Oh, but he really wanted Basil Brown. So I'm thinking that maybe the rivet was not a sensible choice. I think it was a great choice. Oh, thanks. I think it was great. I mean, it didn't win, but I think it was a great choice. Oh. <laughs> it did not win. I knew it wouldn't win. Double figures. Oh, come yeah, on. Basil, Basil romped home. 79 to 33. Oh, Basil. Sorry, darling. To what was it? What did I get? 79 to 73. 30? Wait, you got 79? Yeah. And I got 33. And one of those was your boyfriend who was legally obliged to vote what for you. What on earth happened there? <laughs> that 
That's the worst it's ever what been. What happened there is you went with a rivet. I went with a rivet. I went with the rivet. Oh, my goodness me. Rookie mistake. God. Well, anyway, wow. Basil Brown romps home. He really Dinner does. Winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. Okay, so it's now 10-7. Sorry, it's what? I didn't quite catch that. I'm not going to say it again, Alex. You can have a look later. <laughs> when I Double put fingers. it up on Instagram with angry Double fingers. fingers. <laughs> oh, you, I, you're going to smash it this week. I, I can feel it in my bones. Gonna I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I think maybe what I'm doing is not going with the crux of the story as I should be. Um, I mean, in fairness, Basil Brown was was a walker, you know. Basil, Basil Brown... He, he was he was a, a a big choice so he was a big I choice. think I think that was probably a bit mean on my part to pick Basil but anyway uh, I'll take the win <laughs> I think the downfall as well is you always let me go first which I thought was really generous of you but because you let me go first you're able to then trump me and oh, no, realize it, it is just me being generous but maybe I'll start going first then <laughs> I think maybe this week. Let's right. let's turn it round. Plus, I just want all the new listeners to know that it is Alex who um, tallies up the scores. So oh, don't keep throwing this at me. This is not okay. Right. Well, where are we going this week? Where? What are oh, we up to? The wheels. So we spun the wheel last week, we um, and it landed in Leicester Square. Yeah, which you were pretty excited about. I was. Yeah, I love Leicester Square. I spent a lot of time in my twenties in Leicester Square. <laughs> Drunk or sober? Um, drunk, and then it probably got to about 6am and I sobered up. <laughs> um, Leicester Square is a, a stage, it's a place of entertainment. Um, I think, you know, years ago, you used to have a lot more bars and kind of clubs. These days, you've got M&M World, you've got Lego World. Um, kind of the, the centre of consumerism a bit now, isn't it? Yes, exactly. It has changed quite a lot. But what I wanted to focus on is how Leicester Square came to be this entertainment ground. And I also want to talk a little bit about some of the entertainments you would have found there in the 18th and 19th centuries. Yep. Fab. Great. So um, going all the way back to the 17th century, Leicester Square was laid out in the 1670s and it was originally known as Leicester Fields. So... Uh That gives you a bit of an indication that it was quite open, quite green. And if you go to Leicester Square today, there is a little patch of green in the middle. Very little. A very little. Handkerchief size. Handkerchief size, because it is, there is lots of places to sit in the middle. But I think years ago, you know, you used to have grass there. You used to kind of be able to have a bit of a picnic if you wanted. Um, But more, it's kind of like a place to kind of walk through to get to the other side, I'd say. Um, So the land was originally owned by the Abbot and Westminster Abbey. Like so many things, you know, church had had quite a bit of... uh... Uh, a bit of, yeah, land ownership, didn't they, really? They did indeed. And on the north side of the square, where today you've got the Empire Cinema, mm-hmm. uh, there was a house there called Leicester House. And this is where we get the name Leicester Square from. Well, not very and creative it, naming, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> um, and it was named after Robert Sidney, who was the second Earl of Leicester, which was quite a, a prominent title, if you had it. Um 
And Robert Sidney got into a, a little bit of trouble because he basically took over the whole square in front of his house. And really, the parishioners of that area and St Martin in the fields, they were allowed to be in that square and use it to wash their clothes, uh, use it to herd cattle, you know. Yeah, all the stuff so, we're hearing about. <laughs> yeah, so they were pretty angry and asked the king at the time, which was King Charles I, to do something about it because basically, you know, this uh, Robert Sidney was just taking the pee. Cheeky devil. <laughs> Cheeky devil. So anyway, um, Charles I granted that a little bit of land could be used for the parishioners. So the basically the amount of land that we've got in Leicester Square today in the middle is how much Robert Sidney gave. Oh, how generous of him. Very generous. Now, through the years... <laughs> it's like the king just going, give him loud. And he's like, all right, fine. All right, fine. Um, now, there's been quite a few um, prominent people, people of high status um, or wealth or knowledge that have lived around the square. And actually, Frederick, the Prince of Wales, in the 1720s, he lived in Leicester House briefly. Poor so, Fred, now he's dead. That one that we were talking about on Global Tea Break that's one um so you also had a couple of artists people like william hogarth and joshua Reynolds. um and actually william hogarth you might be aware of his piece which is called gin lane i love that piece. Mm, you do don't you and actually you had, you had um a global tea break which was all about gin the other day didn't you? yeah we had um well, we had one on gin the other day which is about the different types of gin and british gin but a few months back we had one about the history of gin and that included mm. um, Gin Lane and Hogarth. Yeah. Mm, fantastic. And Gin Lane, where you've got this image of people kind of just, just losing, going, their, minds just over losing their minds over gin. They're just like dropping their babies. There's just like images of coffins hanging around, just the sins of gin. Yeah. Um, which is kind of close to the area, isn't it? It's kind of like near Covent yeah, Garden. Yeah, really close, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, a couple of statues as well was placed in the square. We do have a statue of William Shakespeare, which you can still fa- find in the square today, which has been there since um, the 18th century. Good old Yeah. And there was a statue placed in the square in 1760 of King George the First. Uh-huh. Yep, so you've got a couple of royal connections. Um, but then we suddenly go into Brothel Town. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> Didn't last long, did it? <laughs> and just behind Leicester Square, you do have the area of Soho, which, you know, is very well known, not so much today, but very well known as the red light district, you know, the area where you would find lots of brothel houses in London. So that kind sexy of spilled. Times. Yep, sexy times. That spilled over to Leicester Square. So we kind of get this, this first little nudge or first little taste, if you like, for entertainment in the area. Yeah. Um, a bit of a severed <laughs> entertainment um, comes with the idea of watching severed heads. Globally! <laughs> It's not my history. I don't make this up. Yeah, but you go in search of it. <laughs> I don't want you to go died for nothing. <laughs> in the square, there was a telescope and you could pay a couple of pennies to look through the telescope. And the telescope um, would take your view to Temple Bar where you could see the severed heads of traitors. Hey! Hey! <laughs> you can imagine, Great can't Netflix you? Just like that, paying a couple of pennies, going up the ladder 
looking through the telescope. I've had a good day. <laughs> There's no hope for you. There really isn't. No, there isn't. It's all right. It's getting sensible again now because during the 18th century, Leicester House was sold to a naturalist called Ashton Lever or Lever. Um, and he turned um, his house or turned the house into a museum. And this was a museum of natural history and natural curiosities. Love it. It was called the Lever Museum or the Holofusikon. I can't really pronounce that properly. Holofusikon. I think that's right. Museum, which is a bit of a mouthful. Um, and he had about 25,000 different things on display. It was just insane. Wow. And actually, originally, because he was from Manchester, he opened his home up so people could see his big collection. And so many people came that he had to turn away visitors that had arrived on foot. That's impressive. <laughs> what does that so mean, though? You know, those that have come all the way and walked all the way. You can't come in, but those that have come in their coaches. Well, you know. It's the, the, the poshos get what they want, isn't it? Well, that's true. I guess if they've got the coach, they've probably got the money. Um, so then eventually he came to London and used Leicester House as a place to show his pieces. Um, and one admirer of the museum was a young boy called Philip Burry Duncan. And he was so impressed with the collection. I think he was about, about 10 or 11. Sorry? PBD, the famous PBD. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of pbd no <laughs> great well actually have you heard of the ashmolean museum in oxford i have yes it's quite a biggie um well he went on to become the keeper of the ashmolean museum oh wow possibly because he went to the museum in leicester square and just fell in love with all of these natural objects because inside you'd find all sorts of different things you'd find lots of stuffed birds and some of the birds with really strange names well, names like, like fiona and <laughs> caroline <laughs> yes um, no more like orange winged amazon oh uh, purple throated fruit crow natural so yeah i've got plenty of them in the back garden and one of my faves, Ruddy, Sh I can't even say it, it's so funny, Ruddy Shellduck. I thought you were going somewhere very different with that. I'm glad <laughs> that you went for the Ruddy Shellduck. Jolly good. Oh, dear me. And inside as well, there was uh, they had displayed this large Viking silver thistle brooch, which is from the Penrith Hoard. Um, a huge hoard, quite similar to Sutton Hoo hoard, actually. It was um, a hoard that was uncovered in 1785, and it was basically like a, a lot of 10th century silver. Right. So wow. he had little bits of that as well. Now, in oh, the it end, sounds like a kind of cabinet of curiosities, like all sorts of stuff in there, just, you know. It really was. Whatever you can get your hands it on. It really, really was. And especially, you know, because this is the middle of the 1700s, this would have been just so incredible to see yeah. i mean you think about the natural history museum that wasn't opened until what the 1880s mm. or thereabouts yeah um so yeah but in the end leicester house had to be demolished because of rising debts um it was starting to kind of look a bit worn and torn they wanted to put something new there so um lever ashton lever he moved his collection for a little bit before finally selling all of his bits to various people he moved it to this kind of huge rotunda building over at blackfriars road oh okay yeah and then now, and then where did it go from there because that's not still there is it 
No, so he sold off most of his things. He did sell a few things off to the British Museum, um, a couple of things in auction. I don't think he got as much as he wanted or presumed he would get. Um, And I I guess he was coming to old age and and just kind of wanted to get rid of it. it. Get all this junk out, go on. Yeah, exactly. Who wants this ruddy shell duck? Oh, now I'm going to tell you about something that was in Leicester Square. And this was a huge globe. It was called Wild Great Globe. And that is wild spelt W-Y-L-D. Of course. It's the only cool spelling. (laughs) So we're now in the 19th century. And Wild, he wanted to produce this huge globe that you would go up a staircase and go inside the globe and on the inside you could see the map of the world. Ooh, I like Um, the sound of that. Yeah, which, you know, thinking about the 1850s, in terms of having a a visual of what the globe would look like and to really kind of get an understanding, um, it would be very exciting to actually be in the centre and kind of look at everything. So you'd have the mountains, you'd have the lakes, it would all be to scale and was done really, really well. Wow. Um, and originally it was going to be at the Great Exhibition over in Kensington in 1851. Mm-hmm. But because it was so big, it just, it, it wouldn't have been able to really fit in the, the Crystal oh, Palace really? building. Oh my goodness, the Crystal yeah. Palace was huge. Yeah, it was gigantic. Really? But I guess... Um, everyone probably had a certain amount of space for yeah. each thing and just for one person that's that's Blimey. that's quite big um so yes yeah, so as i say it was hollow it contained a staircase elevated platforms wow. so you could climb in order to view the surface of the earth oh that's very cool <laughs> yeah it is it was like a concave interior and it was modeled in plaster of paris Wow, so it was actually kind of 3D relief then, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if you were allowed to touch it. <laughs> I know, like when I was saying 3D relief, I was putting my hand in the air. Yeah, like, I, I know, kind of it. like, I just got to fill that mountain in Kilimanjaro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if you could physically reach out. Um, I'm not sure. There was a magazine, quite a famous magazine called Punch Magazine, which described the attraction as a geographical globe which the mind can take in at one swallow. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. I think, I think they're looking at things wrong if they're swallowing stuff, but sure. <laughs> I think so. Why are you looking um, at like? And in terms of what the square looked like just before Wild set up his globe, um, it was a bit run down, actually. It was said that there was broken railings. <laughs> there was apparently dead cats, um, lots of bad smells and youths. <laughs> 19th century youths. Urchins. I wonder what they were doing. Yeah. Um, so Wilde kind of negotiated. After knowing that he couldn't get part of the Crystal Palace, he negotiated with the owners of the gardens of Leicester Square to have a 10-year lease which is quite long. You know, he must have hmm. thought, right, you know, this, this, this is going to go yeah. be a success. So for 10 years, but after 10 years, you must take the globe down and you must clean up the area. We don't <laughs> want it to look like how it did before you got here. So oh, I promise see. that you're going to clean it up as You've well. You've got a legacy there. You've got to, you know, exactly. prove it exactly. for someone else. Interesting. Exactly. Um, now, also, when you walked in, it was decorated in all sorts of different colours of blue and gold. Um, 
And in the day, it was illuminated by the light from the glass set into the dome. So the light would kind of pierce through in places. And at nighttime, it was gassed, uh, sorry, it was lit by gas lamps. God. And you walked in through the Pacific Ocean. So, <laughs> so visitors entered the globe. Thing then? Because, I mean, Leicester Square is, is fairly decently sized, but it's also doesn't sound like it's big enough for what, what's happening here. Like how, how big was it? So I can tell you that the dome uh, was 68 foot high. Wow. So it's about 21 okay. metres. It was, it was huge. And you didn't just have the globe and the dome on top of the globe, but you also had kind of three uh, other kind of buildings attached to the globe, one of which you'd go in and you'd see lots of different maps because Wilde, he was obsessed with maps. He was obsessed with the geological um, uh, pattern of the globe. So it was a kind of, it was an attraction, but it was one of the first attractions, which was also educational as well. Okay. You could really kind of, you know, learn so much whilst so, being there. So was it the whole square or was it a section of the square? Was it, a, the, was the square bigger than it is today? Like, what was it? It was pretty much the whole square. Wow. So um, I would say if you know Leicester Square and you know that you've got those railings around the central at the yeah. center of the square yeah everything within the railings would have been taken over by this globe okay yeah yeah so pretty, really really big. pretty sizable yeah Goodness. pretty sizable um apparently there were a few complaints though because it wasn't created to the, the highest of standards right. there were cracks <laughs> cracks in the plaster and the brickwork leaks from the rain Brilliant. um apparently there was a bit of a bad earth. smell because of the block drains <laughs> fantastic i mean having said that there were so many people that turned up i think during the first five months or so they had about six million people wow yeah it's <laughs> It's just That's bigger crazy. than a lot of London sites get, to, get today. Yeah, I mean, that was probably helped because it was opened at the same time of the Great Exhibition. So you right, had all yeah. of those people that had visited London because of the Great Exhibition that probably, you know, headed off to Leicester Square, which wasn't too far away yeah. or to other places. Two birds, one stone. Exactly. But as soon as the Great Exhibition ended, which was after about six months, I believe, hmm. um, it the, the globe just started to get less and less interest. And Wilde was running out of money to fix up the globe. So those cracks were getting bigger. The smells were getting richer. <laughs> richer <laughs> you know. That's the best, that's the best uh, description for the smell. <laughs> oh, that was a bit of a rich smell. <laughs> um, so in the end, uh, after 10 years, so he kept it there, even though it really wasn't attracting that many people. Um, he still kept it there. And after 10 years, took it down. But got into a little bit of trouble. Mm. Yeah, because remember, he had to clean up after himself. Of course, yeah. And apparently he didn't. Oh, I was going to say, if he's got no money left, he's not going to be able to afford to. Well, true. Mm, so, um, yes, he was kind of uh, placed in Parliament and there was a bit of a legal action against him. And he finally sold his interest in the gardens. And in 1874, they were donated to the City of London. Mm. Yeah, so... I don't think they still are. I think they're, I don't think they're owned, the, the park, the the middle area is owned by the city of London yeah, today. I was, just, I was just wondering that. Interesting. Yeah, mm. I'm not too sure. Um, now, a couple of theatres. So quite a few theatres um, arrived in the area. And today you've got cinemas. Mm. 
Yeah. And a lot of the cinemas have lots of seats, a big stage. Before the cinemas, they were theatres. Yeah. So one theatre was the Alhambra Theatre. This was built in the 1850s. Um, quite popular. I mean, Queen Victoria, she visited with her family. To oh, see... where didn't she go? She went everywhere. <laughs> she did, yeah. <laughs> she saw um, a production called The Black Eagle, The Horse of Beauty. Oh. Yeah. Intriguing. Um, yeah, tricky. Um, then this was eventually turned into the Empire Theatre of Varieties, which was on the north side of the square where you've got the big Empire um, cinema today. Yeah. Um, and this was a place where you would see all sorts of different productions. You'd see the ballet, you would see comedies, you would see um, orchestral performances. Um, but remember those brothels. Uh, I can never forget them. <laughs> because this did become a place or a bit of a haunt for prostitution. Oh, yes. And actually it got so bad that they knew that the upper balcony was being used as a bit of a promenade for people in the dark to meet and I see. You know, Intriguing. secretly kiss people. Kiss people. Um, <laughs> give us a little, kiss. Have a little snog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, watch me ice cream. <laughs> Now, in 1894, somebody that we know, Sir Winston Churchill. Winnie. Who, Winnie, who was actually a young Churchill then, um, he was actually a cadet at the Royal Military Academy of Sandhurst, and he was asked to come into the Empire Theatre of Varieties and actually uh, kind of change the way that the upper balcony was so that people could stop gallivanting and um, kissing up there. Little, yeah, little kisses. Little kisses. <laughs> now, lastly, I want to tell you about the Hippodrome, which is still in Leicester Square. Have you been? Um, oh, I think I might have been once a long time ago. No worries. Um, so I know it where opens, it is. It's on the corner. Yes, just on the yeah. corner, just next to Leicester Square Station, yeah. or just above it, really, isn't it? Yeah, I guess I guess, geographically, I suppose it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it was opened in the year 1900. Um, built for uh, quite a lot of money back then. It was about 200,000. A huge venue, Um, a bar that was dressed as a ship's saloon. Ooh. The performance space featured a proscenium stage and an area that sank into a 230-foot tank. Mm. Um, This could fit about 400 tonnes of water, about 100,000 gallons, like huge. So if you went to the Hippodrome when it first opened, you were going for an aquatic spectacle. Yeah. So the tank featured uh, fountains. You had fountains kind of around the side. You had um, areas that could be flooded and used for boats to suddenly come towards the stage. It was just mad. You had um, elephants, you had polar bears, you had acrobats who would suddenly die from the gallery when you least expected it right wow. into the water. Um, 
it was just mad and I just I just wish I would have oh, been able to see that it would have been so good wouldn't it to see I mean I'm I'm not I'm not really down with the whole uh, you know animals in captivity thing but the diving that would have been brilliant the diving would have been fabulous I think it would have been really upsetting like to see a polar bear or an elephant because you know a hundred thousand gallons of water might be big to you and me but you know for a couple yeah. of animals <laughs> no um but to actually see yeah acrobats and and all sorts of people kind of swimming in the water and maybe doing synchronized swimming that would have been amazing maybe having a little kiss as well <laughs> a little wet kiss <laughs> <laughs> um but then they decided that um ballet was starting to become heavily fashionable in the early 1900s oh that's what we like oh exactly yes you love the ballet don't you do love the ballet do you love um tchaikovsky's swan lake (laughs) do i like tchaikovsky's swan lake yes does the bear also is he a catholic yes i do tank Yeah, yeah, I like ballet. Yeah, I like Swan Lake. <laughs> <laughs> that went all very wrong, didn't it? It really did. Yeah. And that's actually the real reason why they got rid of the <laughs> that polar bear. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, that's staying in the podcast. Sorry, babe. <laughs> Hopefully, not staying in the tank. <laughs> yeah, well, but yes, I like Swan Lake. <laughs> good let's get back to swan lake so swan lake tchaikovsky's swan lake was first performed um and had its english premiere at the hippodrome did it really i did not know it that. did and that was in 1910 wow yeah um yes yeah, so the first official jazz gig happened in the hippodrome oh, in the whole of the united cool. kingdom that was the first place Yeah, so that was in 1919 by the original Dixieland Jazz Band. Okay, that's quite funny because, you know, we've got jazz and and ballet, which are sort of fairly, you know, now very well embedded parts of of culture and arts and also quite highly regarded. And currently at the Hippodrome, you can see men taking their kit off, can't you? Because it's um, it's the Magic Mike show is what they have there now. Yes, that's true. Oh, yeah, the magic. <laughs> one extreme to the show. other. <laughs> yes, was that when you were there? Did you see that one? I did not. No. No, me neither. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, that is not my scene, Alex. That is uh-huh. not my scene yeah. at all. No, no, no. It's really not. No, I'm not into that. No. Um. So then, in the 1950s, the uh the Hippodrome was converted into a nightclub, which was called mm. the Talk of the Town. And people like Cilla Black, who is just Legend. was just one of my heroes, love or loved. She is sadly not with us anymore. Loved Cilla Black. And um, people like Tom Jones, Stevie Wonder, Frank Sinatra. You know all the all the goodies, basically. All the great. Well, not the goodies, but all the good, all the great ones. <laughs> all uh, the great. Yeah. Well, the goodies may have performed there. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> But in 2005, the club had lost its public drinks license and was no longer able to serve alcohol. I remember it being closed for quite some time. Yeah. 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 So this is because police basically didn't want what they called vertical drinking. Um, <laughs> so, so lots of people kind of standing up and swigging on alcohol in and outdoor of the Hippodrome. Right. Yeah. Much better horizontal drinking. 
much much better for you none of this vertical drinking malarkey um so then it was turned into a casino in 2012 by the one and only bojo ah him yes that one yes um yes and sadly i'm going to end it there (laughs) bojo all good things Um, they end with bojo completely or actually well i just end it there so if you go to leicester square today it is a fascinating place you know there's lots to look at the architecture of the buildings are quite interesting because Mm. some of them around the square do still date back to the 1800s um and in the square itself, you've got the statue of William Shakespeare. There's a statue there of Hogarth. Um, and now modern statues of people or characters that you would have seen yeah. um, premiered at the nearby cinemas. They've recently been joined, yeah, Mary Poppins and mm-hmm. Harry Potter. And uh, well, the, the, actually, um, Gene Kelly from Singing in the Rain, but wasn't he there before? Oh, yes. I might, maybe that is new. I can't I remember. Know. But either way, Charlie Chaplin's there. Charlie, oh, it's Charlie Chaplin that was there before, wasn't it? And he's still yeah. there. Um, yeah, which are quite nice actually. They're rather, I think they're rather effective statues. They are, they are. They're lovely. And it is also the only place in uh, in London right now where you can actually see Big Ben because there's a Lego Big Ben in the shop. Oh, that's true. Given that, that the actual Big Ben, you can't see right now. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. A little bit of entertainment just, around so Leicester I Square. I didn't know anything about the the Globe in Leicester Square. That's super in, interesting. I love. It's almost the thing that's kind of annoying about doing this podcast and and generally doing what we do as guides is we talk about so much cool stuff that we're never going to see. And I'd love to go back and and you know see this stuff. And when you know, some sometimes people ask it. Oh, if you had a time machine, you could go back to one place and see something. What would it be? I mean. I'd spend the entire time trying to figure out which I wanted to see the most because there's so many cool things. I mean, we know you're going back to watch the puppets being beheaded in Mayfair, don't we? Oh, that's um... literally where my head just went. (laughs) (laughs) You know me too well. No, I really do. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's just all these amazing things. It would just be so cool to see them. Mm. Um, And yeah, and know just how rich that smell was. <laughs> yes, I mean, I'm pretty sure in some parts of the square you can still smell it today. Yeah, probably. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, fabulous. Thank you, Emily. How great. Very welcome. Very welcome. Podcast pedestal. So, podcast pedestal time. We need to pick. So you want me to go first this week, do you? Oh, I do. But now I'm kind of worried that you're going to pick what I want to pick. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right, well, I think... I'm going to go for, I, I think I do actually want to go for the, the Globe building. Mm. That's that wild howl. <laughs> oh, that was not a very happy noise. Um, <laughs> has your plan backfired? It really has. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to go for the, the, the Globe building that, uh, that Mr. Wild put up because it's, just, it's so cool. And I love this idea of this space being used for this kind of all immersive thing. And you know, you said you, you, the thing that got me was when you said that you enter via the Pacific ocean. I'm like, Oh, this sounds so cool. I love this. So yeah. Um, and I quite kind of love as well that it was a little bit shoddy because that sort of is, is a bit less to square, isn't it? It's all, uh, all fur coat, no knickers, isn't it? A little bit. Um, <laughs> it is, yeah. It's lots of sort of fancy stuff, but it's a little bit grubby around the edges. So I kind of love that the globe is part of that as well. So, yeah, that's my pick is the the, the, the globe that was situated on the square. OK, fab. Um, well, annoyingly, that's what I would have chosen. But... 
Would <laughs> <laughs> you go back to choosing second next oh, time, do you? <laughs> um, but I also think something that else was there that was quite kind of shocking to be there was the rich tank. smell. Oh, the, the, the rich smell. Can you imagine if I actually went for the rich smell? <laughs> um, you would, though. You would. It's you. That's it. <laughs> It is. It's not a dead Option dog in the corner three. you can vote for this time. So, <laughs> so yes, I'm going to go for the the tank, the in the hippodrome, the aquatic tank in the Ooh. hippodrome. I like that. Yeah, you like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I was I was toying with that as well. So uh, yeah, because I love again, love that idea of seeing those because I've, I've talked about that sometimes on my tours about these people kind of diving from the top all the way down into this amazing big tank of water yeah um yeah cool. i'll go for that yeah the aquatic right. tank so basically we're going for two uh competing although not at the same time forms of entertainment in leicester square which yes. is what it's known for let's we face are. it so there we go. That I think that's fairly even Stevens there. Brilliant. So but I bets. just want people to remember that Alex at the moment is uh This 10. is not a popularity contest, Emily. It's not, but I'm just saying that it's 710 <laughs> right now. So if anyone wants to give me a win. Well, you know, you've already got your boyfriend voting for you, so Yes, reluctantly. <laughs> but he did. <laughs> Amazing. <sighs> I did say to him, you don't have to vote for it if you don't think it's good. Um, I didn't really say that. <laughs> that was, I was going to say, no, you didn't. <laughs> I didn't say that at all. I said, I said, vote not just on mine, vote on Ladies Who London as well. <laughs> Cheeky mare. The Wheel of Destiny. All right, well, it is your favourite part of the week. It's the Wheel of Destiny. The Wheel of Destiny. I was Where thinking, we... actually, to send it over to you. So one week to give you the enjoyment of of pulling it yourself. <laughs> right, keep it together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Amazing. Uh, right. There we go. Um, yeah. <laughs> that so, would be fun. But yeah. no, I'll, I'll leave it with you because I know how much it means to you. <laughs> Great, because I don't want you touching it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right, okay. And I don't so... trust you counting the scores. So we're... <laughs> no, we're fine doing this. We're there we go. So for those who don't know, that we um, Emily spins the Wheel of Destiny uh, each week to figure out what the next destination is going to be. And then we pick a topic related to that area. So are you ready? Ready. Are you ready? I'm, I've never been ready. Yeah. I've never been ready. Right, here we go. Oh, ooh, it's looking like, is it going to be great? No, it's, oh, okay. Um, well, it's actually gone somewhere that you have already mentioned through this podcast. You oh. mentioned it earlier. This is quite a good one for you because you are actually doing a virtual tour on this area. Oh, okay. In this area. Well, you said it's gone past Greenwich. So what else have we got? Um, it's either East End or St. James then. What are we on? It's the latter. It's St. James. It's St. James. Cool. Fabulous. All right. Well, St. James offers a whole variety of possibilities. I'm actually going to do something that I'm probably not going to talk about on the virtual tour because that wouldn't make much sense, would it? Or I might touch on it briefly. Um, let's have a think. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Um, right. Um, I'm going to talk about now. Have you heard of James Graham and the Celestial Bed? No, but I want to. Well, you're going to next week. Great. <laughs> <laughs> As that sorted then, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to talk about James Graham. Um, 
and the rather exciting celestial bed, which was at his kind of health spa thing, which was on Pall Mall. So just sort of in the St. James area. A health spa. A health spa. Mm. Yes. So there we go. But I'm not going to tell you anything about it this week because where's the fun in that? Um, but needless to say, very true. It's going to be slightly sexy next week. So, oh, is it slightly sexy? Is it slightly, slightly on the kind of naughty, naughty, kissy, kissy? Yes, it is on the Ooh, naughty, naughty, naughty scale. So, I uh, hope the week goes quick. So get your party pants on because uh, they're coming <laughs> off or off shortly afterwards. <laughs> there we go. Lovely. Well, that's it for this week. That's the lot. Oh, we haven't talked about what we've got coming up. What have we got? What have you got coming up? I've already done my bit earlier on. Yeah. So um, something that we've got coming up, um, me and the London Tour Group, we've got the free Valentine's Tour, um, which is this coming Sunday, Valentine's Day, four o'clock till five o'clock. It's completely free. Um, it's an hour. We're going to be talking about things uh, love related in London. Kissy kissy. And kissy kissy party pants um <laughs> and in order to book your place for that all you need to do is go to the londontourgroup.com go to the virtual tour page and just click it just book it just click and... it it's as simple as that <laughs> it's as simple as that you don't Amazing. have to pay just come and enjoy fabulous yay and your lovely self uh, well, the virtual tours that I mentioned earlier, which you can find on my website, alexlacy.com. Um, and also the Tudor Box is going from strength to strength. Uh, there's loads of bookings coming in and it's a great thing to do on Valentine's Day, yay. whether you're doing it with um, with bleh, a loved one or yay, with your with your girlfriends. Um, come <laughs> along and have uh, a, bit of, a bit of fun, really. Um, it's just an hour. It's like an escape room. It's great for you. You don't need to know anything about the Tudors. Um, it's a little bit of fun. So you can find all of that on my website. But that is it for this week. Oh, it's been lovely, Alex. It's it been has. very nice. It's been what very a nice. treat. What a treat. Great ground. Your face. Oh, it's yeah. been lovely. Yeah. Well, listen, we'll see you next week. Go and enjoy the snow. Um, yeah. And we'll see you all back next Wednesday for a bit of James Graham on the Celestial. Cannot wait. Hey. Take care, guys. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye.